0: Davis
1: State. From WDBM East Lansing, you are listening to Spartan Red Zone, the student voice of Michigan State football. This is the source for the best analysis, updates, and much more for Spartan football. state number 25 coming out with the win 40 to 31 against indiana mark d'antonio being honored after his 111th win now he got number 110 against northwestern last week but being home for the first time tom Izzo, i think presenting him with a with a uh, commemorative ball but alex so the offense puts up 40 points
2: well the offense puts up 34 or yeah 34 34
1: points. points The, the 40, is it has an asterisk by it. Yeah. But you said at halftime, it's not often that you say, it's not really ever that you say the offense carried this team, but first half they did, s- second half they did as well, right?
2: Uh, yeah. I, the defense was god-awful today. There's no other way to put it. They were terrible. Uh, Michael Penix Jr. looked like Tom Brady out there, tearing apart this defensive secondary. The defensive line was able to get no pressure because Penix was so good at getting the ball out of his hand quickly. And the cornerbacks in secondary of this team were just straight up gashed multiple times. I believe it was, uh, I'm not sure how to pronounce his name, but he had uh, he's a wide receiver for Indiana, had 14 Hillier? receptions. Yes, yeah. 14 receptions for 142 yards and, and two touchdowns. That's unacceptable.
1: And the one return he had where he went 60 yards. It, you know, it
0: really makes you scratch your head because MSU, before this game, was speculating that Pennox could have had a shoulder injury. <laughs> I didn't see any effects of, of a shoulder injury today against against yeah. the Spartans. Only 33 of 42 for 268. Only
2: nine incompletions in on the afternoon. He was, he was phenomenal. There's no other way to put it. The guy had a rushing touchdown. He had three uh, passing touchdowns, and he was efficient. And you can't really say the same thing about Brian Lewerke, even though he – had statistically better numbers he ran the ball better he had more passing yards and he had equivalent touchdowns not in the rushing yards almost did but 50 percent completion percentage for Brian Lewerke is one of the most frustrating stats I've 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 seen this season where you you just don't know what you're gonna get on every play with him. It's he'll miss an open an open guy one one play one play, and then the very next play he'll complete a forty yard bomb to Daryl Stewart or Cody White, and you're like, can you be consistent? What that,
1: th- I think even the bombs too were kind of uh, results of luck with DBs not turning their heads around and underthrows that somehow got there still.
2: I mean, Michigan State has two really good wide receivers with Daryl Stewart and Cody White. And I mean, even CJ Hayes is really good. Larice Nelson has a lot of potential, but. I don't I don't see it with this team. I, I can't look at the product they're putting out on the field and I, I can't say, "Oh, well, I can I can expect them to compete with Ohio State next week." If they play like that against Ohio especially State, especially
0: with the way the defense played, especially the defensive backs, I haven't seen a game like this from Josiah Scott, maybe. Th- they will get
2: run out of the stadium in Columbus. They will get run out of the horseshoe. It's it's simple. That simple. If they play like this, they're done.
0: You know, even things like the undisciplined play at the end of the game, too, like the uh, the Raekwon Williams uh, roughing the passer call. Th- I mean, even if it was questionable, you don't usually see that stuff from a that Michigan State last team.
2: defensive possession for Michigan State was the worst one they put up all game. When they needed to make a stand and they needed to make some somebody stop, they couldn't do it. They got burned multiple times. Granted, there was one bad pass interference call, but there's another one. One valid one. One very valid one, and then one poor one, both on Josiah Scott in back-to-back plays. And then you get another 15 yards on a Raquan Williams uh, roughing the passer. That's 45 free yards right there. You cannot do that. That's unacceptable on the last drive of the game when you have to have a stop. I... I Mike Tressel has been phenomenal as a defensive coach so far this season, and this might have been his worst game ever as a defensive coordinator since Narduzzi left.
0: You know, this feels kind of reminiscent of the last time Indiana came in here when Brian Lewerke was a sophomore. The Spartans really struggled with them. Peyton Ramsey was playing quarterback at that time, but they had to squeak that one out at the end. Kind of similar to this one. I remember that being a long game. I remember Indiana really sticking in that one more than they should have. I, I mean, I, I the Hoosiers team just kind of makes me scratch my head because you know, when the when the season's wrapped up, we're going to look back at this and say, I'm not sure why they hung around for so long because uh, it just never seems like this team can put string together quality wins. They, what
1: what was it with Brian? Because we, we saw with Brian Lerick today, he wasn't that accurate. Velocity, I think, was not as good as he usually is. I mean, against a team like Ohio State, who's like you know known for producing NFL caliber DBs, is and they is have a,
2: they have a top ten pick at defensive end too. Yeah, and, and a great new gonna defensive apart, coordinator. Who's going to tear apart this def- this offensive line? Because the offensive line, though it didn't give up, I don't believe any sacks today. Uh, they couldn't couldn't run block for the for the, the the life of them. Just couldn't happen. They they didn't do it. Uh, Elijah Collins
0: averaged 3.3 yards a rush. He definitely took a, a step back today. I was really surprised to see I that. I wouldn't Especially even say he
2: took a step back. Nobody was able to set an That's edge true. for him so he could get outside He because you, you, there were no holes up the middle, and then any time he tried to cut it to the outside, the outside backers had beaten the tight ends or beaten the left tackle.
1: So where does it come from against, against Ohio State next week? If they can't get pushed on the offensive line, and if they're playing against a better secondary than this Indiana team, how – are they gonna score any points? Or how are they gonna di- get it done? Is this just a bad day? I mean, statistically, it's not, but aesthetically, it's it's not a great day for Brian Lewerke. Is this just a fluke, or is he gonna play to the level of, level of his opponent next week when they go to Columbus? <laughs> Who knows?
2: Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? That's the thing with this team. I saw a tweet just now where it says, five games into this season, I still don't know what this team is,
0: especially on offense.
2: I, I mean, on offense. You look at them, and they put up 34 points today, and you're like, oh, how can you be mad with that? Uh, this Indiana team shouldn't have scored 31 points. It just shouldn't have. In the offense, putting up those numbers are, you know, it's it's good. It, it's nice to see them putting up numbers. I'll, I'll give them that. Matt Coglin rebound today. He missed the field goal early, but he came back. He hit a clutch 44-yarder, and then he hit the last field goal to to clutch the game. and <sighs> I, I just don't know. I, when, it come, when you look forward to Ohio State, I look at this team and I look at the product they've put on the field thus far, and I say, I don't know how they can score points. They have to be better in the facets that
0: they haven't been good at all season. You'll like this one, Alex, as I stare at the, the score sheet. Michigan State's leading rusher, twelve rushes for seventy-eight yards for Brian. The Worker. is
1: that not a positive though, because he looked good when he was running. I do agree. In I most, do agree. It,
0: yes, he did, and I
2: believe that Ohio State is going to have to scheme for that next week, and that could open up it some other impressive. things. It was impressive. I was. It was it, very his, impressive. His
0: decision making in in read option type plays, where he might, you know, maybe he'll fake an option plays, has gotten a lot better since game one. I mean, against Tulsa, he made some some qu- very questionable decisions, but. It's definitely – would, it would be an added wrinkle to, to, for this team, especially if they can selectively use it in these next games against Ohio State.
2: It brought Wisconsin. back memories of 2017 Brian Lewerke. But if you think about the last time 2017 Brian Lewerke played in Columbus, Ohio, Michigan State lost 48-3. to So I, I can't see – I can't – Legitimately look at people and look them in the face and see that the product that Michigan State has put out on the field and say yes, they can do better than 48 to three.
0: I, I think another thing, <clears throat> excuse me, when talking about Lawerkie is that it seemed like a large percentage of his throws, even a lot of them that were completed, were vastly underthrown. Um, I, th- I mean, I think of even even like that big play to Stewart that set up the uh, the game-winning field goal. Um, vastly underthrown balls. You know, even though he's been effective and he looks good in this offense, it doesn't seem like he has the same zip on the ball as he had before last year's injury.
2: Well, Lewerke has never been the guy with the strongest arm. He's never been the guy who's going to hit a guy in stride 55 yards down the field. And I think this is just kind of what you're going to have to live with with Michigan State. And if I'm any defensive back, especially for Ohio State, if I'm a safety, I'm saying, OK, I can maybe even let the the wide receiver get behind me because I don't think Brian Lewerke can throw it over my head it's it's a dangerous precedent to set when you have such a good team in Ohio State when you go down there next week and we'll see how they do against Nebraska and Nebraska could expose some wrinkles Michigan State's going to need to watch that game very closely tonight in Lincoln so it'll be interesting to see what happens but I can't look at people in the face and tell them Michigan State can truly compete with uh, Ohio State you know
0: I, I th- sorry to interrupt you there Ian but I think I should I should you know maybe maybe cool down a little on my take of, of thinking that Brian Lewerke has really cemented himself in this offense and embraced it because there were a number of times when he had miscommunications with his receivers today a lot of miscommunication with formations I don't know if they had to take a timeout today. Because of a uh, you know some confusion pre-snap, but there was definitely some confusion today. And I mean, it is game five. I mean, I, I hate to see it. I mean I'm, I'm, we're sitting during a commercial break and I'm thinking it still seems like it's kind of a work in progress.
1: I mean, clearly there's issues because they won by nine points and still we're, we're here sitting talking about all the nevis. Bo I, it was a win, so I want to get a little positive take from both of you. Alex, best player or position group today and why?
2: Um, I would have to say the guy who stood out to me most offensively was Matt Seibert. Uh, I know he dropped a pass. He dropped one pass earlier in the game, but he had three receptions for 43 yards and a touchdown and that kind of production you haven't seen from a Michigan State tight end in a long time. He was a very good blocker. Uh, I didn't see him get beat too much on the outside. I saw him miss a blocker two, but considering how bad the Michigan State run offense has been, that's probably the best you're going to have to get this point
0: luke i'm going to follow a similar path and i'm going to say the the wide receivers because Daryl stewart jr five catches for 117 yards and two touchdowns in this game today he's been consistent all season long as, as one of the the premier receivers really in the nation really when his numbers when you stack them up against other people but even other receivers in this game cody white caught four balls for, for 67 yards Long catch, 30 yards. Even a C.J. Hayes. I mean, I know he only caught three balls for 38 yards, but he came up with a couple really clutch catches on third down. You know, especially early in the season, we've seen that position group struggle with drops, maybe struggle with some other things, blocking on the outside. It really seems like they had a better game, at least catching passes today. I'll I'll give them a a high mark after this game. Alex,
1: you meant – go ahead,
2: sorry. I was going to say another positive is they played this bad and they won. That's true. I mean, I, as a Lions fan, I'll, I'll look at this game and I'll say, well, I don't have a very good taste in my mouth, li- mouth uh, leaving, but they still won. They're still undefeated in Big Ten play. They still have a chance to improve and get better, and going into Ohio State next week, it's not impossible that they surprise somebody.
1: You mentioned Nebraska and Ohio State play tonight. Do you think Nebraska has any chance, especially being at home and the game day atmosphere around it, do you think they've got any chance against Ohio State?
2: Uh, No. Uh, I think Nebraska showed their more true colors last week against Illinois, where they just barely squeaked out a win. I'm not, uh, I'm not sold on the Scott Frost uh, hype train just yet. I, th- I think you know he's
0: still building that program. I think. Um, I, th- I think. I, I believe in. I still, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt, even though tonight, I, I don't believe in his team tonight.
2: I'm not saying that uh, Scott Frost isn't going to be the coach for Nebraska. I'm not saying but I'm just saying the team that he has right now I don't think is the team that's going to upset Ohio State. I think that this is a game that Urban Meyer led Ohio State teams in the past few years, you know, like Purdue last year and Iowa the year before that. They might have the potential of dropping, but I believe in Ryan Day. I believe in Justin Fields. Now, I didn't at the beginning of the season. But now I do. He's proven me wrong. And then uh, I believe in their defense. I think they are one of the top four best teams in America right now. And based on, I mean, the showing by Clemson, I could see them maybe moving up a spot if they pick up a win here.
1: One last question. The the feeling in the locker room, especially after the whole D'Antonio uh, uh, tribute video and everything, I, I would assume it's pretty positive. Do you think that's the right way to go as as coaches this week is to take a positive spin, it's another win, or take the the view of, that was not good enough, and we play Ohio State next week.
2: Now, I, I agree with the, the, the latter sentiment there because you look at this tape, and you, you have to sit the guys down, and a lot of them already know this. A lot of them, it's a very veteran-led team. They know that this isn't going to be good enough to beat Ohio State. And you can say, okay, good, we got to win. Now we need to look at what we did wrong. We need to know how we can attempt to correct it. And hopefully they'll play better next week because even in wins you can always find something to improve on, and that is uh, especially true this week.
0: What was the question again? I completely <laughs> apologize. Saying. I was blanking out. As I was I was looking over this stat sheet.
1: As as coaches this week, do you think they they should be taking the 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 view of it, we got another win, take the positive view, just work on you know little things, or is it that's not good enough? We're playing you know. The, the number five team in the country next week, if the, and they're probably going to come off a win against Nebraska. Like Alex said, they might move up one.
0: My apologies for completely just forgetting <laughs> <beginning laughs> the question. But I definitely think this is going to need to be another week of practice where they don't necessarily get too high on themselves and maybe continue to look at the issues that remain. I mean, you, I think about both sides of the ball. On special teams, they had some issues in coverage. I mean, even someone like Dom Long, who is one of their most reliable, if not their most reliable, special teams player – Had some trouble today. Um, You know, Coughlin bounced back nicely. But on defense, especially the defensive backs, I mean, Ohio State is always going to have some superior talent on the outside. They're going to need to bounce back in a big way if the Spartans want to pull off an upset in Columbus next week. And even on offense as well. That offensive line, you know, run blocking has always been an uphill battle for that unit this year. But pass protection has been something that it, it has thrived in doing. And, you know, Lewerke took some big hits today. The the, the tackles didn't perform especially well on the edge, blocking some of Indiana's outside linebackers, but I definitely think Michigan State's going to need to go back to the drawing board and make some big-time improvements headed into a huge, huge game at the Shoe. Night game, I believe.
2: I believe so. Maybe afternoon. I've got one more positive thing that I, I feel like I should touch on because I've been one of his most vocal critics. It's Brandon Sowards in the punt return game, Uh, he was really good tonight. Uh, One return for 22 yards, and then he let uh, another punt bounce into the end zone, which is what I would say the first time he's done that that it wasn't down inside the five yard lines yard line so uh sowards was really good tonight and maybe he could be the punt returner for the rest of the season
0: it is interesting they didn't even give cody white a look tonight which i thought was interesting i mean i'm looking at the depth chart right now and they were both listed as like co punt returners i mean you know white even before the northwestern game has struggled in the punt return game you know i really thought that was an area where he could really take off this year and maybe add another dimension to his game but he struggled in the return game.
1: So Michigan State does win 40-31 to against Indiana. They move to Ohio State next week. They'll take on the Buckeyes in Columbus. Thanks for sticking with us and coming along for this up-and-down ride as we went through the day uh, for Alex McCray and Luke Sloan. I've been Ian Gilmore, and you've been listening to Spartan Football on WTBM.